the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Who cares about Jim Acosta's press pass? In case you haven't heard, CNN is suing the Trump administration to get Jim's press pass back so that he can go to press conferences and annoy everybody in the room by uh, acting like, you know, a presidential press conference is his uh, a, a segment on his talk show. Now, maybe CNN is filing a suit. Uh, maybe this is a, a ploy for, by CNN to get on court TV because that would double their usual audience if they could get on there. Now, the suit was filed in federal district court, and CNN is arguing that um, taking Jim's press pass violated his First Amendment right to freely report on the government. That's what it says in the suit. Now, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, call me crazy, but this doesn't sound like a First Amendment issue to me. Because let's say, let's say uh, Jim, I don't know, brought a banjo into the press room and played it while he sang his questions. That would be annoying and disruptive, and it would get him kicked out. But would it be about the First Amendment, or would it be about him being extremely annoying, which he is, without the banjo? So should the President of the United States be allowed to set the rules for his first uh, for his press conference. There's nothing in the Constitution, at least as far as I know, that requires the president to talk to the media ever about anything, ever. Doesn't ever have to answer a question, never, much less hold a press conference. So he gets to call the shots when he has a press conference and how, the, how it's going to be conducted. He gets to call the shots. He can't tell you what you can say and what you can't or what you can write and what you can't. But he can require everybody to sing their questions if he wants to. And if you don't like it, don't go. Now, that probably wouldn't be very smart politically, but it wouldn't be unconstitutional as far as I know. Um, nobody would go to his press conferences if he required everybody to sing their questions. But uh, there's, no, there's no constitutional guarantee that there's going to be a press conference, number one, and number two, that you get to go to it. Of course, most of the media is behind Jim. Because most of the media in Washington think they matter a lot more than they actually do. Meanwhile, there's one of their colleagues who had her computer hacked by the Obama administration several years ago. And she's suing the Justice Department. And your tax dollars are being spent to prevent her from getting as much publicity as Jim's press pass drama has been getting him. Her name is Cheryl Atkinson. And she's not fighting the same people in the Justice Department, even though she is fighting the same people in the Justice Department, I should say, even though there's a different president. It is the same people. That's why it's called the Deep State. We'll talk to Cheryl Atkinson when we come back. Stick around. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. The 2018 Donut Hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Stagerwald. Medicare is confusing. 
Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it all together? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but quality. With lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. Why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com. The Original Mattress Factory's mission is simple. We hand-build quality mattresses in our local factories. We sell those mattresses directly to our customers so we can eliminate the middleman, saving you hundreds of dollars compared to mainstream brands. While the other guys have their gimmicks, the Original Mattress Factory has a straightforward approach and is committed to quality and doing what's best for our customers. It's what we've done for almost 30 years. Go to OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Great beds, no bull. That is the Original Mattress Factory difference. Quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value. Mattresses that are designed with better materials. Mattresses that are hand-built in local factories. Mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Now, I know what you're thinking. This all sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it isn't. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. You wouldn't put a square peg in a round hole. So why would you deploy a traditional firewall in a modern decentralized network? Firewalls have new requirements for businesses leveraging SaaS-based applications and public cloud platforms like AWS, Azure, and Google Cloud. We're in the cloud generation now, so your firewalls have to be engineered to fit right in. Reclaim your cloud network. Try a Barracuda cloud generation network or application firewall free at barracuda.com slash firewalls. Healthy pets, healthy people, focusing on a natural, holistic approach for human and animal wellness. Host Dr. Edmund Sokowski and his guests discuss various topics on health and wellness for us and our companion animals. Airs each Saturday, live from 9 to 10 in the morning on 1250 AM, The Answer. Giving you the opportunity to call in with your questions. A healthy pet is a happy pet and being healthy makes people happy. Tune in, listen, learn, be well. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So CNN is uh, suing the federal government and the Trump administration, actually, uh, to get a press pass for Jim Acosta. Meanwhile, Cheryl Atkinson, who hosts a show called Full Measure on Fox 53 here in Pittsburgh, she believes that the government was spying on her and has a lot of evidence to prove it. And she's got a much bigger case, and the media just seemed to ignore it. And Cheryl joins us right now. Cheryl, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So uh, what is the Atkinson versus DOJ slash FBI Fourth Amendment litigation fund? That is a fund that was just started actually today officially by a diverse group of privacy and constitutional rights advocates and whistleblower groups to help support my ongoing lawsuit against the FBI and Department of Justice over the government computer intrusions that infiltrated my personal and work computers when I worked at CBS News. Okay, now, um, can you just give us the Cliff Notes version of what happened to you and why, where this all started? Well, before we knew that the government had spied on Associated Press and Fox News's James Rosen and done other things like that. And before Edward Snowden stepped forward as a surveillance whistleblower, I had been approached by some contacts in the Intel community who stated that I was likely being monitored for the work I was doing, which some perceived as critical of the Obama administration. And um, indeed, long story short, I was very lucky to have contacts in the intelligence and forensic world that were able to locate a long-term unauthorized remote surveillance that was government-based of my computer. So we've had uh, at least five separate independent forensics exams that have confirmed various aspects of this, including uh, keystroke monitoring program. They were activating Skype secretly to listen in on audio and, and to exfiltrate files from my computer. They access the CBS system. We have dates and times and IP addresses and so on. 
Um, getting accountability from the government isn't as easy, even if you have forensics, because as you can imagine, <laughs> the Department of Justice under Obama and now under Trump uses unlimited taxpayer money and time, you know, to in essence fight and obstruct discovery and make sure that you can't find the names you need and get the documents you need to prove who is kind of responsible for it. And so what do you think, what was it that they knew you were doing and wanted to prevent you from doing? If you look historically back now, we know so much more. I think a lot of the story is told by a document leaked by WikiLeaks some years ago that discussed um, an effort by the government led by Brennan, who at the time was not head of the CIA, was in the intelligence community, later became head of the CIA. And according to this email exchange, it said that Brennan was, quote, behind the witch hunt of inside-the-beltway journalists reporting harmful information on the Obama administration. And it went on to say that there was even a White House tasker assigned to the effort to go after these journalists. So I'm quite sure, with all that we've learned now, I wasn't the only one that was targeted. I simply was in a unique position with some of the contacts I had to be able to find out about it and prove it forensically. Because this is something, you know, if ordinary computer forensics people, like the people at CBS, when they originally looked at the computer, they don't see this stuff. If it's government-based, it's well-hidden. Um, only the people that work with that can go, so I'm told, and easily find, you know, this software or malware that's in the computer and find evidence of it, as opposed to ordinary civilians who may look and not see it. Well, normally when something like this happens, when you find out uh, that something like this has been done to you, that your computer has been hacked, that somehow your privacy has been violated, uh, things start popping into your head about that, that explain things that maybe you were confused about prior to finding out that, that they knew what you were doing. Do you know what I'm trying to say here? Uh, yeah, I mean, in, in fact, looking back, you know, people would say, did you notice any signs? Well, there were all kinds of things going on. But if you can take your mentality to before Edward Snowden and before we knew what the government was doing, I never suspected the government was at the heart of some of these anomalies. So as listed in my lawsuit, we had a couple of years of very strange interruptions of anything that had to do with our Verizon Fios system. So the TV, the telephones, the home alarm system, which is hooked up to the phone, and Verizon, no matter how many times they came out, couldn't fix any of this. I mean, just the craziest kind of things. At one point, our home phones were unusable. And if I would call from my cell phone, it would ring somewhere, but my husband would be at home saying it wasn't ringing at all. So I would hear it ringing, and it would pick up. And, you know, I, I was able to record some of this. And in retrospect, some intel experts have said I may have been recording what's called a stingray as it comes in and tries to get a number off your phone so that it can monitor it. You know, there's all kinds of things that were going on. At the time, I just thought it was, you know, technical difficulties. My computers were turning themselves on at night. I noticed that going on for the better part of a couple of years. But I thought spammers or people could come into your, you know, come into your computer at night and maybe take email addresses out of there to be able to use for spamming. But in retrospect, that was likely part of the government infiltration. Wow. Now, um, so what are the latest developments in the lawsuit? Um, did a, a judge throw it out uh, at one point? Yes. I mean, it sat dormant for several years in Washington, D.C. It finally moved the venue to Virginia last fall, during which time the government told, I'm sorry, the judge told the government twice at a hearing I attended that the case was not going away because the government keeps trying to dismiss it. And then promptly, maybe six months later, the government did dismiss it. Um, on, on grounds that are very appealable, and I, I take my attorney's word for it, including our constitutional expert that we've hired, it will likely be sent back to Virginia after some of these grounds are overturned um, in the near future. And we start from there again, trying to get discovery, which is where we were stalled before, getting the documents we need to identify the players behind these IP addresses and the forensics that we have. Wow. So uh, let's uh, just, because you're looking to raise money to do this, uh, what, what's the, um, the GoFundMe page again? Well, a group of experts has, um, and advocates is helping with this GoFundMe effort. It's called the Cheryl Atkinson Fourth Amendment Litigation Fund. Okay. And um, it's because, you know, this easily is costing a million dollars plus, and we were entirely self-funding. It's funny, I told my attorney a couple months ago, 
we have to stop. I just don't have, you know, I don't have the finances to do it. And he just said, we can't stop. <laughs> I said, well, you know, if I don't have the money to, you know, to yeah. finance it, there's forensics and all kinds of technical requirements and a lot of people donating their time. But that's where some attorneys that I had spoken to at a Fourth Amendment surveillance abuse law conference were shocked when they heard there were no press advocacy groups or civil rights groups that had come in to support the case because it is, according to the lawyers, a landmark historic case. However, it turns out this is a really big deal and really no one has has come to the support until now and I'm really heartened and appreciative of those, the liberals and the conservatives alike, who have put their names on this GoFundMe effort. I, I think that's wonderful. Yeah, and uh, that was going to be my question. Uh, who's helping you with this and more importantly... Uh, who's conspicuous by their absence in helping you on this? Well, I don't know who all they asked. I mean, they got these names together amongst themselves, but it is a group of whistleblower people, um, the founder of Common Cause, a noted liberal, some noted conservatives. These are all people who at their heart um, say that they're very interested in constitutional protections, free press protections, and privacy protections. Absent, I don't think they were asked, but... I would like to think that press groups would be interested in this case, you know, free press groups and civil rights groups and privacy groups, but I haven't gotten any inquiries or interest from them over the four years of this case. Uh, your case would seem to be a little bit more important than Jim Acosta losing his press pass. Well, you know, I, I can't, I'm, I'm not trying to be jealous for the support he's getting, <laughs> yeah. but I do notice, you know, let, let me put it this way. The Trump administration, DOJ, is fighting my suit just like the Obama administration did. It's the same people. Mm -hmm. But let's be real. If this had originally happened under the Trump administration, oh. I think I'd have a lot of support. Oh, That's yeah. just my theory. No question. And, and you mentioned that you know, you, you're talking about the cost and you're thinking you couldn't do it and your lawyer telling you to go on. You are fighting the federal government here. Uh, they, uh, the federal government tends to not run out of money. So... Um, and on your on the GoFundMe letter, it's it's asked people to write to the U.S. Department of Justice and the Trump administration and tell them to stop using taxpayer money to fight Cheryl Atkinson. You mentioned that, but that's a big part of this. It's it's you, the citizen, against the the federal government, which is has a uh, uh, actually literally the license to print money. You're right. I think even more important is the effort to to apply pressure to tell them to find out who did it and resolve this case. It could be stopped tomorrow. They could, they could take the forensics and say, we will look at this factual evidence and we will track down, you know, who had access to what and who was responsible. I mean, that could, that could happen tomorrow. But like you say, with the unlimited money, the only thing that might change it, you know, maybe it's pie in the sky, is, yes, social media, Department of Justice, tweet the president, make us think about it. Tell them this is not how you want your tax money wasted. I think it's a huge waste of our public resources to defend people against an intrusion of a journalist, a constitutional, you know, int intrusion or wrongdoing made by the government. Why is that being defended by yeah. our government with our tax money? And, you know, you hear the, the term deep state uh, thrown around a lot. And what you're saying here is, and I think most people until... There, this recent discussion and use of the term deep state, uh, I think most people out there think when a president leaves and a new president comes in that everybody is new. Uh, and, uh, and, and that's exactly what, what you're dealing with here is exactly what the deep state is about, isn't it? Because you mentioned that you're dealing with the same people in the Trump administration that you were dealing with when Obama was president. Right. I learned after working in Washington for 25 years, I had a name for it already. I call it the persistent bureaucracy. It doesn't matter who's president. And I think, to put this in a news context, why my case is important, not because of me. I understand people may not care much about what's happening to me. But if this was happening to other people, as we, know, we now know it was, how is this to be stopped and not expanded? And I think the surveillance abuses that we now know about that happened during 2016 with the alleged political use of our intel tools by some bad actors against political enemies, that was a campaign, according to, I think, evidence and sources I have, to, to make sure that whoever got elected president, in this case it became Donald Trump, 
didn't dig around and see the surveillance abuses that have been going on for a decade and a half or more. That's what they really fear. It's not about 2016. It's about uncovering what could be viewed as alleged crimes by our intel community. And that's why they're all so desperate to keep this stuff hidden and to not let the Trump administration poke around. Well, is your case, as far as you uh, can tell, uh, if it does go forward and you would win it, is this a case that will blow things wide open because of because of what would come out? It could, because if they did not have a warrant, they've never claimed they had a warrant. And there, in fact, I've been told there was no warrant uh, responsible for my electronic eavesdropping. And then if we discover who was in charge of or behind or approving, it had to be done at a high level, according to all accounts, who was responsible for this effort. And I believe, again, that I wasn't the only one. As numb as people have gotten to these revelations as they've drip dripped out over the last couple of years, I still think it would be huge because it could be argued that these were potentially criminal violations. Hey, we're finishing up here with uh, Cheryl Atkinson. She uh, hosts a show called Full Measure. You can see it here uh, in Pittsburgh on uh, Fox 53 on Sunday mornings. Um, it, I'm just wondering for you personally, um, when you see the discussion and see what's showing up in the media uh, in the discussion about the deep state and and FISA warrants and all that stuff that becomes so, so complicated for everybody, it must really hit home to you that if if they did what they did to you, what they're being accused of doing to people in the Trump administration during the campaign, uh, that wouldn't surprise you a bit, would it? Right. And before, in fact, 2016, I had sources that told me this sort of thing that happened to the Trump administration had already been happening. To other people in different ways, which included, according to sources who work in this arena and have firsthand knowledge, abuses by some in the intelligence community of information given to the FISA court, you know, false information or incomplete information being provided to obtain wiretaps that would look legitimate if examined, but that everybody knew were really sort of a reverse engineering effort to claim to want to surveil one person when in fact that was somebody close to somebody they really wanted to listen to but couldn't get a warrant on, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So-called incidental collection was actually the target, the goal, not an accident. And if they'd been reverse engineering these warrants and nobody would ever find out about them because this stuff's never or rarely prevented in a court of law. It's done under the auspices of counterintelligence, so you don't get to examine the evidence in court later and dispute it. So this is just stuff done behind closed doors perhaps to gather political dirt, blackmail material, who knows what. And um, this was all going on before 2016. So when we started hearing about it um, during the campaign, it was just more of what some said had already been going on. And that's what has led me to conclude that's part of the big opposition the intelligence community has against Donald Trump and those around him, some of whom knew about this and were going to go after that. Wow. Hey, Cheryl, I'm out of time. Uh, good luck with your uh, the raising the money and uh, keep up the fight. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Appreciate okay. it. Okay. All right. That's uh, Cheryl Atkinson, uh, Full Measure. You can see that show, as I said, on uh, Fox 53. Um, this is an example of what I like to do on the show here. Everybody is talking about Jim Acosta and worrying about his press pass. And I'm not. But, I mean, a lot of people are. A lot of people in the media are making a big deal about it. Meantime, they're, they're basically ignoring this story, and she's out there looking for money. So I just happened to come across this on Twitter today, that she's looking for money, and I kind of compared that to what's happening with Acosta. Acosta's problem is nothing. This is a journalist who's 100% convinced and has forensic proof that the government was spying on her by hacking her computer, uh, ha- somehow tapping her, her cell phone, and... Nah, nobody cares. Very few people care. More people ought to care. When we come back, we're going to hear some uh, of uh, Jim Acosta's uh, biggest hits and also talk about Le'Veon Bell, who did not show up for the Steelers today. He's done for the year. I think he was pretty smart, actually. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The cause of the deadly fire in Northern California is under investigation. Betsy Ann Cowley lives in Polga, California, near the devastated town of Paradise. 
The fire in Northern California started near her property. She says a day before it broke out, Pacific Gas and Electric emailed her, saying it had to access her property because its power lines were causing sparks. Fire investigators have now declared the area a crime scene. PG&E isn't talking about this, saying only that it will fully cooperate with any investigations. As for Cowley, when she returned to her home, it was gone. I'm Rita Foley. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 100 points. The Nasdaq was even. The S&P lower by four. And oil continued its plunge today down $4.24 to $55.69 a barrel. This is SRN News. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt, credit card debt, and I heard a commercial for Trinity. I gave them a call. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. When I first called, I was a little embarrassed and kind of ashamed, and I looked at the numbers, and I saw how quickly that astronomical debt that was in my life would go away. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. What I would tell other people, please pick up the phone and call Trinity. Just let them put together a program and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. This is Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Remember, Obama lost more than 60 seats in the House when he was president. So relax. The next two years, they're going to show themselves for who they are. And then biggest conclusion of all, 2020 is going to be a cake war. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Coming to this station, January 1st, AM 1250. The Answer. With the holidays just around the corner, it's time for a sale here at Calusi Chevrolet. Hi, this is Tun Shilkin. On behalf of my friends at Calusi Chevrolet, this month, current GM lessees can save over $12,300 on select 2018 Silverado All-Star pickups in stock when financed through GM Financial. You can buy with confidence at Calusi Chevrolet. They've been serving Pittsburgh since 1918. Plus, they're easy to find online at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Livability rankings are all the rage. Media lap them up with little or no context. Public officials and boosters tout the most laudatory rankings as proof positive that their cities are getting it right. But as the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy concludes, not all ranking methodologies are created equal, and some of the criteria used border on bogus. Learn more about the fallacies of livability rankings at AlleghenyInstitute.org. Challenging conventional thinking since 1995. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. The 2018 Donut Hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Stagerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it all together? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but quality, with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. Why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Looking at some very busy rush hour volume out there on the outbound Parkway East. It is really solid from Forbes Avenue out to Edgewood Swissvale. On the inbound side, slow Edgewood Avenue overpass to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and heading toward the Fort Pitt Bridge as well as you make your way downtown. Now on the Parkway West, you'll see some delays. Parkway Center Drive to Carnegie and it's busy on outbound 28 Veterans Bridge to Grant Avenue and from Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. Plenty of clouds, breezy and cold this afternoon with a couple of sprinkles and flurries. The high 38 temperature may begin to fall later on. Partly to mostly cloudy, brisk and colder tonight, though 21. Clouds, some sunshine and cold tomorrow, high 36. 
Thursday, cloudy and cold, some freezing rain and sleet arriving in the morning, changing to all rain in the afternoon with a high of 35. I'm meteorologist Joe Lundberg and AM 1250, The Answer. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. So, do you think Cheryl Atkinson's issue with the federal government hacking her computer and spying on her because somebody in the Obama administration didn't like some of her negative reporting? You think that's a bad thing? And do you think the rest of the media would, as she said, give a little, be a little more interested if, say, Jim Acosta's computer had been hacked? Just imagine what the, the media frenzy if a liberal reporter like Jim Acosta working for a liberal network like CNN or MSNBC had the same thing happen to him. And this has been going on for a couple of years that she's been uh, this case has been pending and the lawsuit has been pending. And it was thrown out once by a judge, and it's on appeal. Um, just imagine the the, uh, the 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 angst that you would see on the uh, on the panel shows on MSNBC and CNN every night about this. Nothing, nothing's happening uh, with uh, the Cheryl Atkinson story. So, uh, you know, speaking of Jim, our friends at Newsbusters they put together some of his greatest hits from the Trump Trump press conferences. See if you think this guy, I don't know, deserved to have his press pass pulled. Let me ask, if I I may ask one other question, Mr. President, if I may may ask one other question, are you worried? That's enough. That's enough. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President-elect, that's not appropriate. Mr. President, will you stop calling us the enemy of the people, sir? If I may, though, I was going to ask a question about something else. Well, you used it on something else. If I may. Sir. Can See, this was this um this guy deserved to be have his press pass yanked and and you know they're not kicking CNN out. They're saying, Hey, CNN if you want to send somebody over to my press conference, how about sending somebody who doesn't act like an idiot and, and disrupt things? And CNN, of course, wants their own person there, their own man. So they're going to file a lawsuit. Uh, I, as, as I said, I'm not a lawyer, but is this a, a First Amendment issue? Really? And has anybody mentioned – I mean, I, I don't – the press conference is, a, is not a mandatory thing. The president of the United States, when he decides to hold a press conference, is doing the media a favor because he doesn't have to do it. He can be as secretive as he wants with the information. Um, and there's no there's no mandate for the president or any other government official to release information to the media. Now, there's a mandate to not cover things up and to uh, there's laws against uh, false information or using government power to, to prevent the media from getting information. But if Donald Trump wanted to declare tomorrow that he's never doing another interview with anybody ever again until, his, uh, the, until the 2020 election, there's nothing anybody can do about it. It wouldn't be very smart, and it would cause all kinds of speculation. But you wouldn't need to get the Supreme Court to rule on it because it's not a constitutional issue. He, he doesn't have to hold a news conference. He doesn't have to answer anybody's question ever in any kind of a media setting. So Jim Acosta, nobody cares. But the, the, the main point here, I think, from the whole Cheryl Atkinson thing, and I'm glad I had her on, is that the, just compare what the, the lack of interest uh, to uh, with her story and the fact that she was legitimately um, hacked by the government and, and compare her situation to Acosta just having his press credential revoked temporarily because he'll get it back at some point when the when the administration believes it's time but they're going to make him sweat a little bit and they they love not having him there because he's annoying so just that that's the whole thing to me that's why I liked having 
Cheryl Atkinson on because it just shows the stupidity of the media and the and the bias of the media because as she said just picture this happening to a liberal reporter and and the the uh, outrage you'd see from the media okay on to something else and I'm going to get to Levy on Bell in a minute uh, after we take a break I will uh, I'll tell you why I think he he should be given some credit actually here uh, most people in Pittsburgh I'm sure are saying he's an idiot for walking away from 14 million dollars but that that's not always the case uh, and I'll tell you why when we uh, after we finish up here and come, come back after the break. But I saw something on Fox last night that really impressed me. Uh, this is another subject that, um, that's that been out there a lot. Uh, it was a guest uh, on Tucker Carlson's show. He's a, uh, from Suffolk Community College in New York. Uh, it's a professor, Nicholas Giordano. And it was the best explanation of what nationalism is. That's become a dirty word to some people and always has been to a lot of people. And uh, it's it's the best explanation of what nationalism is that I've seen and, and why the people who criticize President Trump for saying he is one, a nationalist, including the president of France, Emmanuel Macron, they're all idiots. Tell us what nationalism actually is. If you could sum it up as crisply as you can, what is nationalism? Hi, Tucker. Nationalism is important because it's what links us together as a country. We are a nation state. And so when you're looking at the concept of nationalism, it's the acceptance of the American creed, the tenets of the American creed, as well as it helps us to motivate us to help our country. Nationalism is one of the most important concepts out there. Macron's just wrong. It's as simple as that. Yeah, he's wrong. And and, uh, you won't hear that too many places. And then there's this. The knock against nationalism is that there's something racially exclusive or racist about it. Is it inherently a, a, a racial creed? Does it have anything to do with race? No, it doesn't. What nationalism does, it fosters the democratic consciousness. And, and that's an important point that people get wrong. We have a stake in the system. Uh, we are the legitimate authority over the system as the people of the United States. Prior to nationalism, loyalty was to one leader. Now it's to the country as a whole, and nationalism fosters patriotism. In my classroom, I use Hurricane Harvey as a great example. During Harvey, you had people that citizens affected by the hurricane took their own boats, their private boats, and they went and they helped out their fellow citizens. They didn't say this is the black boat and the white boat's 15 minutes behind us. They didn't say this is the Republican boat or the Democrat boat. They were just out there to help Americans, and that's what nationalism fosters. If you look at countries without nationalism, nationalism defeats tribalism. So Afghanistan, Libya, those countries are where tribalism is in force. There's no loyalty to the country of Afghanistan as a whole or Libya as a whole. And that's why those countries have been engaged in tribal warfare for the last 3,000 years. Now, that makes a lot of sense to me, um, that if you have tribalism instead of nationalism, you don't have a country. You may have a country, but there's going to be nothing but turmoil all the time. And I guess uh, people are saying now that we're we're headed that way, if we're not already there, to tribalism in the United States – but uh, at some point, there, the, the thing that unifies everybody is a, I don't know, a, a shared opinion that it's a pretty good country we have here and that we can have differences, but we still should be uh, united by the fact that we think we have the right idea and that this, we want to keep this country together rather than having one tribe, the Democrats or the Republicans, overthrowing the other tribe or running the other tribe out of the country and then the the existing tribe or the surviving tribe gets to call all the shots that's pretty much what happens in iraq and afghanistan and all over the middle east and it has he said it's only been going on for about three thousand years here's some more why would there be such a loud caucus against nationalism against national unity Well, I think there's two things going on. When you look at someone like uh, President Macron of France, I think he likes the idea of transnationalism, trying to replace the idea of nationalism with this regional nationalism. And then for other people, if we look at the United States, the people that say that nationalism is a bad thing or nationalism is racist, I think they just aren't necessarily proud of the country that the United States is. They focus on all the bad that the United States has done. And they don't look at the positives of how the United States has actually changed the world. So that's, uh, I'm sorry, that, that is uh, Professor Nicholas Giordano of um, Suffolk Community College. Uh, that's a pretty smart guy for a community college, wouldn't you say? Um, and 
I kind of like him. I, I just wonder if he's somebody I'd prefer to be taught by more so than 90% of the people at Yale or Harvard. This guy's at Suffolk, Suffolk Community College. I, I did a little bit of research on him, and I, I found the, um, the rate the professor uh, segment that you can, you can go there and see what, how the students feel about him. And most of it was positive, but one said he, he's a very conservative, but he, he does a good job of trying to curb it. And I, I thought that was funny because imagine if you were a liberal. Do you think that the student would say he's a, he's very liberal, but he does a good job of not uh, of curbing it, of not being too liberal in class? So that's uh, that's that. But um, when I come back, we'll tell you the news on uh, Le'Veon Bell, and I think that most people will be laughing at him for walking away from fourteen point five million and saying that his uh, agent gave him bad advice. I don't think so. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. The 2018 Donut Hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Stagerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year, and how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it all together? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital hospital or doctor you want a plan that focuses not just on cost but quality with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses visit marleyfg.com today that's marleyfg.com are you about to pay double for new windows siding or doors if you haven't called windows are us you just might many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and, of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM 1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrspittsburgh.com. This is Dr. Sebastian Gorka. President Obama's eight years of leading from behind left the world in flames. From Russia's invasion of Ukraine to North Korea's missile tests and a growing ISIS caliphate. Under President Trump, American leadership is being restored. But that does not mean our enemies have disappeared. That's why I wrote my new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies. As a former deputy assistant to President Trump for strategy, I explain the threats posed by enemies like Russia, China, and the global jihadi movement. We must know our enemies and have the will to defeat them. In my book, Why We Fight, we take off the political correctness blinders of the Obama years and learn how we can vanquish our enemies without mortal combat. Sebastian Gorka's new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies, is available now from Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. It's been a full day. The to-do list is done, the kids are in bed, the dishes can wait. Right now, this moment is just for you. It's your chance to unwind. It's your end of day, ah. At the Original Mattress Factory, we're proud supporters of the end of day, ah, and we want to see how you relax at the end of your busiest days. Share your posts on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the hashtag end of day, ah, for the chance to win a $1,000 Original Mattress Factory gift certificate. 
Relax. You've earned it. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Okay. Le'Veon Bell ain't going to play for the Steelers this year. Um, and, of course, they have James Conner, and that uh, he's played better this year, actually has better stats anyway, than Le'Veon Bell had last year for the Steelers. So they haven't missed Le'Veon Bell one bit. Now, you can say that they haven't missed him because of what James Conner has done. But the other side of that is that you don't know how much better the Steelers' offense would be if they had both of them and figured out a way to make sure that both of them got the amount of work. But I don't think that James Conner ever would have been given the chance to show what he can do in a role that he would have played if if Le'Veon Bell had um, stayed or showed up and played. But here's the thing. Uh, And here's the... the, um, Here's, here's all the Steelers said about it. This was after the deadline passed at 4 o'clock. This is a, a statement from uh, Kevin Colbert, the general manager. I want to confirm that Le'Veon Bell did not sign his franchise tender today, and as a result, he will not be eligible to play football during the 2018 season. So uh, I was hoping that Le'Veon would show up today wearing, weighing like 275 and eating a donut, but that because that would have been a good story, but that didn't happen. He didn't show up. So he's not going to play. And maybe be stoned uh, as he's eating a donut. But uh, that didn't work out for me. So he's not going to play. And I'll, I'll believe me, I'll sleep well tonight. But here's the thing. He walked away from $14 million. And everybody's going to ridicule him for that and wonder why he would do it. Well, the obvious reason that he did it is that he doesn't want to get hurt uh, playing now and pass up the chance to get a big guaranteed number from somebody for next year, which he still may get. I don't know whether he's going to make enough in guaranteed money to get what he would have made on whatever contract, the final contract offer the Steelers made to him that included about $30 million guaranteed, I think. Uh, I lost track of it and don't really care, but he's, 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 going to get, uh, he's going to get a big chunk of money from somebody between now and next uh, July when training camps open up. So, But here's the thing. So often, now, now Le'Veon Bell has made, I think, something like uh, – $15 million already playing football. Now, I don't know what kind of a financial advisor he has and what he's done with his money, but in sports these days, with players making the kind of money that they make, so many of them make mistake make the mistake of after they've made enough money that they don't have to worry about money for the rest of their lives, and their children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren probably don't have to worry about money for the rest of their lives, assuming they don't spend it all on jewelry or cars or whatever else they've been blowing their money on these uh, over the years, assuming they don't do that, money should no longer be an issue in their life. So they, when, you, when you've made $20 million or $15 million, whatever it is he's made in the last uh, four years, um, you no longer have to make your decision based on money because you have enough money that you never have to worry about it again. And very rarely does a player base his decision on something other than money. When you've made that much money, you should be able to make your decision based on the color of the paint in the locker room, whether you like the coach, whether you like the city you're living in, um, your role on the team, how much playing time you're getting or not getting. So maybe Le'Veon Bell may have actually done the smart thing here. Maybe he actually knows and he has financial advice that's uh, guaranteeing him that he doesn't have to worry about money anymore and he wants to prove a point. But he also thinks that it's worth the gamble since he does have all this money already and doesn't need any more money for the rest of his life if he's just the least bit smart about his money. He never has to worry about it again. So he misses out on the $14.5 million and and may, and maybe he becomes a free. Well, he will become a free agent. He gets to pick the team he's going to play for, uh, beca- uh, based on the number of people who who are bidding for him. And uh, there will be several teams that'll make him offers. Now he may end up not getting what he thinks he's going to get. But again, he already has enough money that it doesn't matter how much he makes from now till the day he dies. If he's smart with his money, he'll be able to do whatever he wants to do, live whatever lifestyle he wants to live, drive whatever kind of car he wants, have multiple homes travel anywhere he wants to go, and never have to worry about money again if he never plays another down of football. That's the way it should be, based on the amount of money he's made. So give him a little bit of credit. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit here to think that maybe he actually did think of it this way. 
But if he did, it's brilliant because he, he doesn't care what the media are saying about him now. He doesn't care what you think about him. He doesn't care what the Steelers think about him. He obviously doesn't care what the Steeler teammates think about him. Now, the one thing you can criticize him for is the way he strung the team out. He said back in uh, whenever it was, I'm going to show up, I'm going to play, all I want to do is help the Steelers win football games. And then he was going to show up on October 1st, whenever that deadline. There have been so many deadlines, I lost track of those too and don't care about them. But he kept saying that he was going to show up, and he didn't. So he's not going to play for the Steelers this year. Good. He's gone. The best thing about this is that we don't have to talk about this anymore after uh, the next minute and a half, I don't need to talk about it anymore. And it'll be on the talk shows tonight, and you'll read about it in the, in the papers and online tomorrow, and they'll be talking about it maybe a little bit tomorrow. But it's over. He's done. But don't automatically assume that he's made a bad decision because maybe it is a good decision for him, and maybe he was actually smart to make his decision based on something other than the $14.5 million he's going to walk away from. Maybe he knows he's got enough money for the rest of his life, and maybe he doesn't really care that much about whether or not he gets what people were saying he was going to get, You know, and some of these other guys have gotten like $50 and $60 million guaranteed. So he's gone, and he's going to go play, where, not wherever he wants, because not everybody's going to come after him, and some people would be wise not to come after him, by the way, because be, he will have sat out for a year, and he might just be a a guy you don't want on your team. There's all that, too. That comes from him having held out. That He's also sent some bad vibes out to the other teams, which may reduce the number of teams that come after him. But don't worry about Le'Veon Bell have, not having any money. He's made uh, the equivalent of $200,000 a year for, what, 100 years or something like that. And so he's going to be fine money-wise, unless he's an idiot with his money, which is a good possibility. But if that's the case, he was going to be an idiot with whatever money he got, and it doesn't matter. He's going to be broke when he's 30 years old. But goodbye, Le'Veon. Not good riddance. I'm just glad we don't have to talk about you anymore. See you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.